0: Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Leryn. Today is Friday, normally a parenting Friday, but I skipped yesterday, which is Mental Health Thursday, and I had to laugh when I realized this morning that I never did record a podcast. I thought about it on and off all day, but I had a pretty hectic day of running around, and after physical therapy for my knee on Monday, my knee has been acting up a bit, so... I've been a little distracted by that. It's not terrible. You know, it's, I think it's going to end up being fine. It's just pretty uncomfortable and it's pretty distracting, oddly enough. So I ended up focused on making food so that we had some food to bring with us today instead of having to eat out all day and being fairly domestic. So I didn't end up recording a podcast. So, anyway, Right now, I am sitting in Optimus Studios, waiting for my younger son to come out of an appointment. And I thought, what better time is there to record Parenting Friday than when parenting actively. (laughs) So, um, about parenting. Let me just talk a little bit about mental health first, and then I'm going to talk about parenting. Because my goodness, aren't they tied together here lately. I have been doing so much thinking about situation and just to like how I've been dealing with it. So after as much therapy as I've had in my life, and I make that sound like I'm on a couch all the time, it's been sporadic on and off every once in a while. I'll realize I'm getting out of whack and I'll go back for a little while. It feels kind of like tuning up my car. I don't know. But I have had trouble finding a therapist I click with. I think one of the problems with having started therapy early because of what happened with my family, I've had experiences with many different therapists over the years in the different places I've lived. And that means that I I feel like I can pretty quickly tell if I'm going to have chemistry with a therapist or not. I don't like therapists who, um, who don't, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't like yes men in any capacity. So I don't like therapists who are yes men either. It's not like I need a therapist who's constantly kicking my butt either. But it's just interesting to me how some people, you know, people have different styles, right? So uh, I don't know, we just found out that our <laughs> one of the people that we see is going to retire. And that feels really weird. Because that's a person that I ha- I feel like I have some chemistry with. And so I'm happy for him. I mean, I'm sure he's happy to finally be retiring. And that's always a good thing, right? That's a positive thing when you get to stop having a nine to five. It just feels so strange because he's been such a fixture in our world. One of the things about having a special needs child, and I hate that term. Like, I never know how to talk about any of that. The college, the community college has a disability coordinator. I don't like that either. But you have to call it something and it is what it is, you know? So, uh, I also don't want to get all pedantic with the forcing people to say differently abled and all of that. I understand why people who do that do it. I'm just not one of them. So anyway, whatever people who have children who have issues of really any sort, the divorce rate is actually much higher in couples, who have kids with special needs of any kind, whether their health, mental, um, you know, um, I meant physical or mental. So it was really important to me that we try to have, uh, someone there to balance that out. Part of that is because my husband and I are pretty opposite and that really makes things work in many ways. But when it comes to parenting, my son when he was younger, there were times I thought my husband was too hard on him. Now, I know that happens with people who, you know, their child is perfectly neurotypical. But um, in our case, I had a problem with it. And I, I'm not a yeller. I didn't want to fight about it. And it's not like I thought he was being cruel or any of that. I just was trying to figure out a healthy way to communicate about that. So I found this guy and everything clicked with him with our family. So we have seen him either individually or my husband and I or my husband and I and our younger son, even all four of us a few times. My older son went too, back when he was living at home before. Uh, this time as he was at home for 18 months, he didn't go with us during any of that. But he he's pretty bitter about counseling and says it doesn't work for him. So To each their own. Uh, So I'm kind of I don't know. It's it's a little bit unnerving to go. Ooh, that safety net is disappearing. You know, because that's kind of what he feels like sometimes. It's just like a safety net when I feel out of my depth or out of sorts, or I can go to him and he's the warm, compassionate person who is like, "Wow, I can see how you could feel that way," and can discuss that with me. Whereas my very logical husband is much more apt to just look at me and go yeah oh okay you know and I'm not insulting him in any way it's just that he handles things differently than I do and I'm very aware at times like that that the fact that we are so opposite really helps us on many levels and I try to keep that in mind but there are times when I'm being my emotional self and my emotions get really big or I have to tell you that I'm still not back on even kilter from my son leaving my older son because on some level it feels like I'm abandoning him. I get it. I get all the arguments that I'm not. I get all of that. Logically, I get all of that. Emotionally, he is still my son and he feels like he doesn't have anywhere he's wanted and that feels fundamentally wrong to me. So I'm, kind of struggling with those two things. So see, this is why I say Mental Thursday and Parenting Friday are very much wrapped up with each other right now. Because I'm just trying to find my equilibrium about the whole situation. And something that he has, my older son has said a few times is that I'm choosing my new family over him. And, you know, he was seven when I met my husband but I actually, it's not that I don't understand where that thought process comes from. It's not that I don't understand that that's present in step-parenting situations, no matter how functional things are. Even if the the child and the step-parent really mesh. And the thing is, my older son and my husband never really did because my older son is much more like me. He's pretty emotionally volatile. He thinks a lot more like I do in many ways. And So him and my husband, it's not that they didn't get along. It's that I don't think either one of them ever really felt like they had a real understanding of the other one. And that could be partially because my son was seven when he met him and he was just old enough that they weren't going to form a strong bond. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there, but I know that I watched my husband really try. I know that my son really wanted a father and, um, you know, on some level, it's just sad to me that they weren't able to click that way. But I know people who didn't click that way with their birth parents. So I always think that's sad. I probably mostly think that sad because I feel like I have two parents that I just like, <laughs> really, I feel like for my own mental health, I need to live 16 hours away from them and very strongly limit my contact with them. So that could be where my feelings about um i want to say envy but it's actually active jealousy sometimes when people get along with their parents and have supportive parents and i i find myself just going wow i really hope you appreciate that so <laughs> all right uh i also have been really giving some thought to a new way to deal with my younger son so my younger son got tossed really out of sorts with what happened uh, with his older brother and he has been kind of blowing up here and there. And we've had a couple of conversations about, okay, he's not here now. I understand that he threw you off kilter and things in life are going to throw you off kilter and you need to figure out how you're going to rebalance after things like that happen and where you're going from here. He turned 18. So I'm like, you got to figure out where you're going because there's a way forward You have to figure out what way you're going to take. So there's been a lot of interesting conversations in our family here lately. I say that it's been between me and my younger son. And actually this weekend we're having a family meeting. Dun, dun, dun. So we'll see how that goes. I'm like a family meeting kind of girl because I think when things go out of whack, people should talk about it. And people should actively say what they mean and mean what they say. But I can tell you I am in a family of people who absolutely hate doing that. I mean, hate doing that. It feels like a personal attack to them to even sit down on the couch. So that has been interesting. And I've been thinking a lot about how I'm going to approach that because I'm the one calling the meeting. But I don't want my husband to be sitting on the couch going, oh, I've been a bad boy or you know what I mean? <laughs> Because this isn't a scolding, this is a, okay, we really need to figure out which direction we're pointing the prow of this here ship, you know? Because right now we're randomly swirling around in many vortexes uh, and, you know, whatever tide comes along is taking us. And I, I don't like living like that. So we're about to make some major changes. We're not moving off our property, but we are seriously looking at doing something different about housing on our property. And so that feels like a really good time to sit down and go, okay, like we're going to point the ship in that direction. Now, what can we do to row and row, you know, because I don't really feel like we have some fancy yacht that we're riding. We're in a big old rowboat. (laughs) So I hope that everyone has been doing well. I have been really enjoying everyone's podcasts. You know, it's so funny. I, have been so busy. And yesterday I was so busy that I didn't get to listen to very many podcasts. And I find myself feeling like an urgency about that. And I have to constantly remind myself, it's okay. You listen to what you can. No one is keeping score of whether or not you're up to date on podcasts. It's funny that because I feel so accepted by the community I feel like I need to give back to the community. So when I get behind on listening to podcasts, I can get this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach that's like, "Uh uh-oh, there's something I should be doing that I'm not doing. There's something I should be doing that I'm not doing. So I'm just actively working through that whole, like, don't do that. Don't turn this into some pressure thing or, you know, something negative. Because it's not. I just feel like I I don't want to miss out. And it feels so good to feel like part of something that it's been really nice getting messages from people and really I have to tell you that I've gotten some really sweet supportive messages even just randomly messages that say hey I hope you're doing okay or hey I hope you have a good day. I, You know oh my gosh that is so sweet and meaningful and it really makes me think about the fact that I need to be paying attention and being a member of the community and not just taking all the support and not offering any back. So, I always try to comment on podcasts when I listen to them if something comes to mind, which if you know how often I comment on podcasts, that happens a lot. But I don't I don't feel the need to comment on podcasts just to do so like just for its own sake. I absolutely love the voicemail functionality on Anchor. I can't believe how awesome it is. And and I can't believe the difference between being in a community online where it's forum-based and it's text-based and it's just typing and it might have a profile picture and and having podcasts to listen to and then actually interacting with the human being making them. I mean, that's just, that adds such an amazing aspect to this whole thing to me. I have been listening to podcasts for years and years. I really have pretty much since they first came out. Because I've always had commutes wherever I've lived. I've had commutes and I have found them to be a really good way to fill commutes. I have very little patience for uh, regular radio because of all the commercials. They get on my nerves. And while I like some NPR shows, I don't really enjoy filling my entire commute, which is almost has almost always been an hour. I don't know what it is with me and living an hour from where I work, but it has almost always worked out that way. And a whole hour of NPR and then getting to work and working and then a whole hour back home. Sometimes it can be pretty negative. I mean, if anything bad has happened in the world, that, they're talking about that a lot. And every update in between shows is that. And sometimes I just need to listen to something else and put my brain in a different gear, you know. So I found podcasts to be wonderful for that. But of course, until Anchor, there wasn't any real way to engage with them. You could send them an email and you'd probably get a form letter back because really, I hadn't discovered much of the niche community of podcasters until hmm, probably four or five years ago when I discovered the Good Stuff Network, where um, Chris Enns had a couple of podcasts. I've mentioned him before. He's doing a project called the Castaways. Um, It's called Castaway something. Oh, my God. Oh, club. Duh the Castaways Club. And I really hope that it takes off. I think it's a great idea. It's a a Patreon that you can join. I want to say it's $7 a month. And it's supposed to be just a support system for podcasters where you can get advice, you can put things up that you have made that you want people to listen to. But you know, most of what people are doing there is not what I'm doing here at all. This is pretty stream of consciousness, pretty slice of life. You know, really, I'm just trying to say, hey, I live in the middle of nowhere and it's pretty lonely out here, but there's some cool stuff going on, too. And, you know, I wanted to share it. So uh, that is not what they're doing. (laughs) There's a couple people on there who have um, technical podcasts. There's a guy who makes a podcast that's British about cars, and he is a very interesting person. And I've listened to a couple of his podcasts. Cars are not my interest. So I have a hard time listening to that one, only because I really realize that I'm kind of ignorant of that. And when I look at cars, I see transportation. I don't see, like, oh, look at the sexy lines on that one. You know? (laughs) If I look at a car, I might go, oh, that's a pretty color. (laughs) I'm much more worried about what gas mileage they get and how reliable they are. So when we bought our car, the car I have now... That really was my sole focus. What mileage does it get because I drive so many miles and how reliable is it because I don't want to be dumping a money a bunch of money into fixing it. It's funny because we have been just going back and forth about what we're going to do about the house on our property because we bought that property thinking we were going to build a house on it and then the economy tanked so we didn't end up doing so. So now it's to the point where we're like, all right, we have to do something. So we're trying to decide what we're going to do. And it's funny because I want to know exactly how much money I have to work with before I start looking at plans. I don't want to look at something and fall in love with it and go, yep, we can't have that. It's funny. I'm so backwards because in talking to other people, that's not how most people do it. And I had no idea. I just think that my avoidance mechanism for disappointment is active enough that for my own sanity, I have to do it backwards. So (laughs) it's been frustrating for some of the people that we've talked to. And the only we've gotten some estimates about financing, like how much money we could have to work with. But I'm like, yeah, see, that's not going to work for me, you're going to have to put something in writing that says it's in this ballpark. That's within like, couple thousand dollars. It's within an amount that we could come up with and make up and not have to back out of whatever we choose or not have to choose something different. So that has really made me think about my own thought process about disappointment. Interesting. So anyway, all right, I'm going to stop rambling on. My son's going to come out any minute here and I hope that you guys have a great weekend. It is hot, hot, hot here in central Virginia. Of course, it's funny because every once in a while, I'll um, chit chat a little bit with Jim Yoder, who's in Florida, and go, Ooh, I need to stop complaining about that. Or I think about Evil Jeff, who's in, I think, South Carolina. And I think, yeah, you need to stop complaining about that because they are in a much hotter places than you are. But I got to tell you, when I'm sitting here and it's 95 degrees outside and it's really humid and the leaves on the trees are almost perfectly still, I'm like... Uh, okay, well, people might live somewhere hotter, but this is pretty freaking miserable. (laughs) So, anyway, I'm trying to stay cool, succeeding for the most part, trying to stop whining about how hot it is, and thinking that when I get home today, I better water my freaking garden. I know in the past, I always watered the garden in the morning in the interest of not encouraging slugs. When we first started gardening, I did the square foot method, square foot gardening method from Mel Bartholomew, and... I got his book and there was a forum of people who were doing it that was really active. They may still be active now. I don't know. I haven't gotten back into that forum just because I knew I was going to start small. And when I did it before, I was all gung-ho and, you know, started really strong. And people are happy to talk about that. People who start slow, it's funny because some of the people on those forums are kind of like, oh, well, you're just dabbling, you know. But so I haven't really looked at the forum again, but I got some great advice on that forum. Holy cow, I can't believe how much it helped. When they talked about things like companion planting and they talked about things like watering in the morning. Because if you water at night, it can increase slug activity. And if you do it in the morning, then the water, um, uh, your plants get a drink in the heat of the day from the root level. And the slugs at night, the soil is dry enough they have a harder time moving around on it. So, that said, there's times here where it's humid enough that it really doesn't matter when I water. But we're not there yet. So, anyway... I I cross my fingers as I say that so far I haven't seen any tomato hornworm damage on my tomatoes. That's my biggest fear. The thing is that I don't know if you've ever looked up the moth that a tomato hornworm turns into, but oh my gosh, they are breathlessly beautiful. And I think to myself, maybe I need to plant some sacrificial tomatoes and just let them go eat those so we can get some of those beautiful moths. They're giant moths and they're just gorgeous. We have an outside light, and I remember seeing one on the light post one night under that light, and I just, they really are just beautiful. So I can't bring myself to just go out there and murder them, you know? I'm such a squishy baby. I told you, fluffy bunny. I wasn't kidding. Anyway. Alright, I'm really signing off this time. I hope everybody has a good one. I look forward to hearing from you guys if you have any thoughts to share or any ideas for things you'd like me to talk about. And I have not forgotten that brain bias talk. I'm hoping to get to that this weekend. We actually have two babysitting free days this weekend. So that means I might get some time to do something more structured. I've written down a few notes about that meditation that I'm going to record as well. So Have a good one. Hopefully, you'll hear from me again soon. We'll see how far I get. I just realized when I went to publish my episode today that this is episode number 50. 50? I can't believe I've made 50 episodes. Perhaps I ought to sit down and outline the content of them or something at some point here. Anyway, (laughs) I can't believe it. 50 episodes. Crazy. Thanks for sticking with me and... Again, I hope you guys have a great weekend.